Hello and welcome to the Screen Chronicles. I'm Colby and with me as always is Steve. I grow a full beard now, Kuzich. And today we're coming at you with episode two of season five of The Last Kingdom. Steve, how are we doing today? Yeah. Oh, Steve, are you okay? <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic, Colby. Today we are talking episode two of season five of the Last Kingdom. Here today, um, I have now I have seen the whole show. I've seen all ten episodes of season five of the Last Kingdom. <clears throat> but today we are just keeping it to episode two of season five. I have thoughts now because I've seen the whole thing. I'm a little different than I was when I just first saw episode two. I'm a little different. I've seen things. Things have happened to me, but we're going to keep You're it changed. You've changed. I've changed. I've changed, but we're going to, we're going to keep it spoiler free for anything after episode two of season five, but we're it's spoiler alert for everyone listening. We're going to go spoilers. I mean, potentially from season one to Season five, episode two of the last games, but only up to episode right. two. Only up to episode two. You don't have to worry about anything after that if you haven't seen the rest of the season. As always, we're going to give you just a spoiler, our spoiler thoughts, reviews about the episode, um, give you a little recap, um, help you brush up on what's happening, who, why people are doing this and that. And we're going to give you our best bro moments. You know, that's right. We love that. And our favorite moments from our favorite moment our favorite moments because there's two of us um, from the episode. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. Buckle up, baby. Excuse me. That's right. Buckle up because we're about to dive into this. But real quick, we're going to do a little ranking review of this episode before we jump into the spoilers. Um, I, I haven't rewatched it again yet, but when I watched it the first time, I gave it an 8.5. Mm-hmm. Um, just after I finished, it, I was like, this is 8.5. I'd like really, I like where the show is heading. I like the episode. It had some great emotional beats. It had some, uh, not a lot of action, but it had some cool action and some, some cool like tension twist moments. Yeah, it did. Leaving you on the edge of your seat a few times. Um, and, I, and I enjoyed it. And I did not know when I was watching it that this was the episode that Adre, our boy That's Alexander right. Draven, uh, directed. Um, when I watched it and I, I, I honestly didn't, I, I was looking cause for some reason I was thinking he did seven and eight. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, I think I'd read that somewhere before the season came out. So I was like, Oh, probably seven. And then after I, I asked you, I was like, which ones did he direct? And you said it was this one. And I was like, Oh, I, right. I was like, that, right. was, that was a really good episode. So yeah, 8.5 for me. So, so I'm giving it an 8.5 today too. And part of the reason is that this episode, I mean, I don't know. Alexander Draymond is a fan of this genre, but felt like a scary movie thriller type episode at times, uh, which, you know, I'm a big fan of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll get into why I think it was like that in a second. But there were a lot of moments in this that was like, oh, this could this could like be in a scary movie or a thriller, you know? Yeah. Maybe Adre has a future directing those kind of films because those moments, they worked and they were intense and they had to be on the edge of my seat. So props to Alexander Draymond on this episode. We're given an 8.5, which is a very good score. Which yes. is a very good score. Without any further ado, let's dive into some of those moments. Yeah, let's um, get into our spoiler talk. So you've been warned multiple times right. now. Spoiler alert. Episode two, season five. Again, please don't spoil the rest of the season. <laughs> in courtesy of those people who have, are watching it with us episode by episode. So in the comments, please be courteous. Um, to others who may not have seen the full season. Correct. Yes. But where we left off in episode one, Brita had taken Effowich. Stira was inside. She was hiding out. She's she when we start, she's hiding in the, the main hall still. She gets right. a group of her women uh, with her, including a, a woman who um, is deaf and uses some form of sign language is like her her main companion, one of them uh, ends up getting snagged and taken outside by Rumvald. Is it Rumvald? Yes. Yep. But the rest yeah. of them end up hiding out like in the sewer system below the town while the invasion's yeah. going on. 
And one of these big Danes had come in at the beginning of the episode to get Steora, right? And they're like hiding and it's pretty intense. And I was pumped because um, we knew Steora. She's got a lot of Uhtred's blood, but we haven't seen her do a lot of fighting yet. Um, And here we got to see her, this huge Dane um, come in or whatever he is in Brita's cult. So he'd be a Dane, a purebred Dane. Pure Dane. Real Danes. And she strangles him down. The um, servant who is mute and uses sign language comes in and finishes the job. So it was cool to see Steora in action. Great teamwork. Great teamwork. And then she goes on this epic escape. This is where it like felt like a thriller movie because she's with her servants and Rongvold is like the, I don't know, the Michael Myers or something looking for her. And he's looking around and she's like up against the wall and there's another servant over there. And she's like, be quiet. And as soon as Rongvold turns the other way, she's like, come on. And it's like, I don't know this part. I was on the edge of my seat and I was like, oh, my God, I knew one of them was going to get caught. I was like, there's of no course. way I was like, there's no too. way. And it's the last servant that gets caught. The, the moment that was kind of scary to me, too, was after he catches that woman, takes her outside. Yes. They're, they're hiding out in the sewers. Yeah, and they're just looking out, and you're just like, yeah. There's a little. Um, there's just an angle where you can see Stiora like in the sewer grate. You can look out to the main courtyard. Yeah, like the thing like Pennywise eats people from. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen it, but I've seen that part of the trailer. It scares me. Anyway, <laughs> they zoom on her, and then you see her perspective. And then all of a sudden, like just a body drops Bam. in front of her, and the then like face of the girl pulled out in a way. Yeah, of the servant. But that servant girl was a hero to them because she. You know, she lied for them. Yeah, she didn't give them up. She, didn't give she them took up. one for the team. She took one for the team. And who knows um, if it would have mattered to Brita one way or the other. Yeah. I would say uh, during this time, too, there's still before they hide out, there's, there's still a lot of fighting going on in town. And yes. Citragear has an awesome moment. I would say this might be my favorite moment. I'm going to say right now it's my favorite moment Ooh. from the episode is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's um, him just like fighting off the Danes pretty much just him by himself. I think it's just him by himself now. Just a circle yeah. of Danes fighting him. And I don't think we've really got to see his like true combat prowess yet. Yeah, we saw him like test out a Uhtred once. Little like- bit. We saw him like slice a couple guys. And when he first comes in episode seven, we can tell he's agile. Mm. He like misses all of Uhtred's, you know, and uh, like and he was more like and... the 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 intelligent leader in, in the other season. Like he didn't really do not because like it, he was afraid or anything. It was just he was so precise. He was just like archers here, do this fire, yeah. and then just go through. You know, like um, so. right. But we we I think we kind of thought that he he's probably a really good fighter. He looked and like here we get to see that because he is like outnumbered to the max. And surrounded on all sides, and he's still like holding his own, like for a while. For and a then while, he, like, then he like gets like fire on his sword too, yeah. and just or like it was a was it a a spear? It's a spear now, a spear um, that he hits on and fire, just flailing it around. He like um, I think he throws his sword at one point. Yeah, it was, it was and a sweet it looks fight. so sick. It's like almost like a Batman like throwing a thing. It was so smooth. Yeah, and. And he's kind of like twisting around and yeah. And then he grabs a spear. We get to see him fight with a spear, which I will say there's more of that this season, which was awesome. Um, which we talked to a certain guest who was like, I'd like to fight with more spears because that's what they did back then. And I was so happy to see a couple times in the season, you know, I'm not going to spoil when else spears are used in combat. So that's cool. But anyway, He's using one and he uses the fire, and this is epic. He's like, ah, screaming. Yes. It yes. was awesome. It was awesome. Eventually, they, they end up uh, wearing him down, though. Yeah. Um, they have some hostages now. They've taken um, the people who are loyal to him, they've, they've jailed them up. Um, and what, and the other thing that Brita did, though, was she like started killing those missionary priests. Yeah. And she like threw one of the heads in and was like, just stop or I'm going to keep going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Brita is ruthless. Brita <sighs> is just ruthless. Uh, this whole episode. And he ends up giving up because of that. She actually has 
uh, Rumvald, uh, she gives him the option to swear to her right. to, to be with her. And she says, any Dane who wants to be with me can be with me. Um, and it was so sweet, too. He was just like, not going to do it. Like, nope. Nope. I'll die. That's fine with me. Just so right. badass. Citrigar is like, nope, not doing it. Exactly. I'll die a leader of my people, he said, I think. Something yeah, like that. Exactly. Like, Man, I love Sig Trigger even more now. Same. Same. You know, and he's I, progressive. And I hate he's Rungvalda yeah. even more because yeah, Rungvald. Um, I yeah. She has um, him. She's like, all right, well, you have to kill him then. And he goes yeah. and like he's screaming, he's freaking out the whole time. But he he would have killed him. He would have. I think he would have done it. I think he, he would have done it. It was and there. It was there. And luckily, Brita was just testing him to yeah. see how loyal he really was, and. I think whatever he went through, you know, he's putting the paint on his face. Like he did it by himself when no one was looking. Rungvald. I mean, he's a hun- he's a hundo in. He's a hundred percent in on this. And he, it's not that he wanted to kill his brother, but he was certainly willing to. Yeah. He was yeah. certainly willing to. I mean, he already and, he betrayed him. He let them in. He lied to his brother. Um, he's looking to get his wife killed. Um just a, another intense scene here because it's like we did not see a lot of Sig Trigger in the trailer. Yes. And we were thinking, like, I thought he might die. And I was like, is he going to die in a bucket? You know, I'm, I was I'm thinking he that. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that. And I did see a picture of him with shorter hair. Yes. So I was like, maybe he doesn't. Maybe that was a red herring. Maybe. But I was really worried here for Sig Trigger. And thank God Brita was just testing him. Because Brita still has a use for him, which we're going to find out in a second. But after... She stops. She gives um, him a haircut. Yeah. And and she <laughs> talks about Steora. And Rongvold is like, I want to find Steora. And Sig Trigger's like, no. And this is interesting because Rongvold and Steora are like in-laws who do not like each other. Mm-hmm. You know? Because and so for Steora, it's like that's the the deadbeat brother-in-law. And for him, it's like, here's the woman that makes me feel bad about myself. You know, when my brother will support my bad habits. What I was hoping was going to happen here, I was guessing was Rungvald really bad. I was kind of thinking maybe he'll find her and let her go. Mm. But uh, no, I think he would have absolutely demolished her if he found her now. But I was hoping I was like, because I because I like the guy who plays Rungvald and I liked him in episode one. He was an interesting character. Um, And I was like, oh, maybe there's some good in him coming out. So I, I definitely think he would have done some bad stuff if he found her. But back to the cutting of the hair. And I cannot <laughs> wait for you to see my reaction to this. Yeah. I reacted like they killed Uhtred or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. Not the hair. No. And, and like for screaming. people uh, listening, watching, we, we did. Uh, we recorded our reactions to our first watch through of yeah. every episode of the season here so at some yeah. point we're, we're going to put out some sort of reaction video so you're going to get to see our reactions to some of these awesome moments here true genuine reactions and that yes. one <laughs> yes not the hair no i'm eating in most of them too <laughs> anything anything but the hair i'm eating in a lot of them <laughs> anything but the hair no. did you have any reaction like that when they started to cut his hair i don't i don't think i had anything as big but I was like, oh, they got, I think I better just be like, oh, they're cutting his hair. <laughs> and she says something while she's doing it, like, oh, you're no longer the man you were or something like that. Yeah, because a lot of like warriors, they would like grow it out. Like it's a symbol of status too that mm-hmm. they're not cutting their hair um, in like the Viking culture. And Harold the fine hair uh, from. Oh, yeah. Vikings. Right. Right. So, so this is just a way of shaming him. You know, yeah, they're shaming him. Shame. Brita's uh, uh, being mean. She's a mean lady. Yeah. And now Sig Trigger has to go to school with a bad haircut and all the kids are going to pick on him. And no. I know when he would, because like, he ends up leaving. Then she like sends him off to bring Uhtred. She's like, your yeah. wife will live if you bring me Uhtred. And then he leaves and like, like he, he has no intention of just obeying her and doing what she, she no. wants, but he still leaves. And he like, after his hair has been cut, he's like soaked and bloody. It did look like, like here's like a kid going to like his first day of school. And like he got a bad haircut. <laughs> oh yeah. And like yeah. he's just he's just ready for just to get picked on that day, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean now he's at his lowest point, right? I mean, like this is crazy to see. We've never seen him this low because he's but always he still been looks proud though. 
Like, he does. So proud. He does. But we've never seen him this low because he's always been one step ahead of like Edward and everybody. And he's always like, he's gotten what he wanted the whole time. And this is the first time we've seen him kind of face significant amount of adversity. It was cool to say, Ooh, now we've got like, a, I was like, Ooh, now we got like a sig trigger, like going out on his own thing here. This is, I yeah. can dig this. I can dig this. Cause Love Sig Trigger in season four. Was so excited to see him in here in season five, and I was glad he didn't die because I was like at the end of episode one, early episode two. I was kind of like, oh, he, I was he worried. Might die. I was worried. He might die. Like yeah, so, like you said, we did. We didn't see him really at all in the trailer. There's another little bit in there too when that servant girl does come back out with Rungvald, where Brita has made one of the priests just wail on Sig Trigger. Oh yeah, and he's right. like. She's like harder, and he's like, I can't. <laughs> I was just like, Oh my god, Brita! I know, Brita. Who hurt you? Well, we know who hurt <laughs> you, but <laughs> and that's why you're she here. She should be mad at the Welsh. The Welsh were the worst to her. You know? I know. Why did she go after the Welsh? That's what. That's what I, think. I know. Yeah, that was a rough. That was like a holy shit, like moment. <laughs> it's, it's funny too because like. Citra Gear is just like, like still just kneeling and just taking it. The guy's like, my hand hurts. <laughs> His face is hurting my hand. Oh, my God. But yeah, that was definitely like some crazy psychological stuff she was trying to do there. Later in the episode, just, just staying on the, the Brita sort of Stiora side of things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously Citra Gear goes back. He runs into to Uhtred's gang uh, later, but. Uh, staying on with what's going on Everwitch here, Brita does end up then trying to get Stiora out because she's convinced she's mm. in the town. I don't know why. Mm. Like, if I had taken the town, like, I would not be convinced. If, like, I can't find you anywhere. And, like, I, like I'm like i not getting, like, if I don't know about the sewer system below, like, why would I be thinking you're still well, in the town? Because Rongvald saw her, like, a second ago, you know, before Brita came into town. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm still thinking that like maybe she escaped out some way. Like yeah. I'd be thinking yeah. she's like not here anymore, but she's like convinced she's here. I'm just like, why would you why do you think she's still here? Like if you can't find her anywhere. Yeah, like, maybe they just know there's no woods, escape or something. Because obviously there's no escape. That's the one thing I was like thinking this episode. Like, why are you convinced she's here? Well, I mean, I'm sure like they know that maybe they if there are escapes, she she certainly would have sent people there. You know, but yeah. I mean, anyway, but she's though, convinced. Yeah, she's convinced. So what she ends up doing is she has um, the rest of the women in town just like kneeling out in this the yeah, courtyard. She makes them kneel, Oof. which is just painful for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, oh my god! Did you go to church growing up, Steve? Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, you you were Catholic, barely... right? Like uh-huh. you had to do the kneeling. I, yeah, I was Catholic, and uh, I'd always like I don't know why, but like kneeling for too long at one point would just get so so bad and i have to like yeah, sit it's... back on the bench cuz give my uh knees and core work some yeah, rest yeah I mean, you're putting your go knees back up and, and these nuns are just doing it for days i think brita says it's been 2 days at one point yeah. he's like i was like at first i was like kneeling isn't that bad of a punishment but i like after just, an hour i would be like end it <laughs> everyone who thinks this wasn't a punishment and who has gone to church um, go think about the kneeling and how long you were able to do it at a time before you needed to rest your butt back or stand up. <laughs> and that's why I was like, I was like, two days. I, I like after the first hour, I'd be like, kill me. I know, I know, I know. Do it now. There's no end. <laughs> I know. Um, she does. She starts out with that. Her her uh, gang is like, nope. You got to stay strong. Yeah, they're they're good. They're like. Then she starts, she has her, uh, Brita has her daughter, who mm. she has as a seer, come out blindfolded like she did in the first episode. No, again, and back to scary movie vibes, scary, scary movie. creepy movie vibes, scary, creepy child. And um, I have to say, I called this. What? What'd you call? What, what was going to happen? What's about to happen? I called it. Oh, you did? And, and I think I think it's on my reaction video. she ends up then just going through this group of women and just touching any hand um that she decides is someone that needs to be sacrificed essentially Mm -hmm. and that's what then starts to get started to freak out because now all these now just breed is just having these 
women just mercilessly their throats slitted so it is such like a creepy thing because like this just this little girl grabs their hand and they've just got camera angles following the girl and you see the hands like and there's like one point where like oh she's gonna grab her hand and she's like oh no she didn't yeah lucky lucky woman you know like she brushes against like the back of some woman and like Mm -hmm. that woman like pisses her pants (sighs) because yeah well they don't necessarily know what's gonna happen actually well, I mean, after the first one, they do. after the first one, they do. But I think before that, like they no, were there in like, the other. Oh, one, little so. girl wants to hold my hand. Oh, this is a, a very nice and a stressful situation. <laughs> and so super creepy. Whenever you get kids involved in stuff like this, it's just like 10 times creepier. You know, the, the thing that blew my mind during the scene was when she then she grabs Runvald's hand at the end. And like everyone just like looks like uh and, and Rungvold like shouldn't even have been that close. He was like pushing that one that one kid in gym class who like during dodgeball goes into the corner to get away <laughs> so they don't get hit. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, like pushing to... her back, to, you know, to you know, be in range of the girl. So the girl mm-hmm. might pick her. And so he gets closer for a second. And you're right, this was pretty mind blowing. This was this was awesome. Just like at first he's just like like everyone else will look at him like you're dead meat like you've got to die like even breed is like this is the way surprised but she's like well this is what we have this is the to gods do. the gods have spoken and i'd speak through my daughter they you know yeah but and rumble is like ha uh yeah this no, is right? funny um, yeah. <laughs> good one guys good one all he's right like, uh, he's like brita this cannot be right like this is like, and he's now he's like chest? Now he's realizing that like Brita's a crazy. He starts to get a little worried, and Brita's like, "The gods have spoken." And I'm like, "Dang, they're gonna kill off!" I, I even though he did some bad things, I like his character. I think he has an interesting character, Rungvald. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, they're gonna kill him so early." I was like, "I don't know if I want him to die so early." And she comes. It would have been mind blowing if they did, though. It would have been. It would like, crazy. Oh, damn. And like that could have just stirred up like some things in, in the rest of the group that I'm like, Oh, like she'll kill any of us. Like, you yeah. know, like so some deceit in them. Like, uh, are we going to be this loyal yeah. to the gods? Um, I don't know if I like this anymore. <laughs> yeah. But maybe it's because she's thankful for him that he, he basically was the one who just, yeah, he's one for of, this, he infiltrated the camp and yeah, he, um, he made earned his happen. brother's trust. So maybe to Brita, this was like a, a thank you. Maybe if he hadn't done those things, or if it was another Dane that got picked, maybe she would have like. I think but, she knows he's like too useful for the future too. Maybe because he's yeah. Sig Trigger's brother, and so she's like five or five is enough for today, and just boop, little blood sacrifice, just a little little cut, and the other nuns are like what the hell <laughs> you could have done that to me <laughs> cut me just cut me but that's still that still gets diora to to freak out here and it's uh it's great and this is at, at the end of the episode but just staying on this uh storyline here Stiora ends up like yelling out you'll pay for this brita and just like echoing around town brita basically just like turns the camera and she's like come fight me bitch and <laughs> yes that yes was, that was such an awesome so moment pumped like, it was Brita it was amazing phase like she at first is like looking around like where's this coming from and then like yeah. this the camera just like pans down her and she's like show yourself <laughs> like just just like with that face you totally know, straight face just mad totally. dogging um that was i like that, that too because because awesome. the way i think the courtyard is shaped and like where she's yelling from like it could be coming from any direction yeah it was it, coming it, down it, from the sky it's like it's like a little utrid moment for Steora. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's a little like her father would do something like that that's so cool but if i was so a christian cool. by birth but raised by danes and just to <laughs> see utrid up in the rafters so that was pretty awesome um and yeah, yeah. and then we'll we'll have to look forward to what happens next with Steora yeah. and Brita next time, but Brita even at one point is like Steora. <laughs> yeah, Emily Cox uh, as Brita Ooh. this this season. She's she's pretty good just, at being the creepy evil villain. Just um, chilling, just chilling. Her voice when she does those like, Ooh, I'm scared. 
I think those were probably the most exciting parts of this episode, the most intense. I would say uh, so. But there's also a lot of great emotional moments, yes. too, um, which is why this episode was higher for me, because um, there was some some political maneuvering stuff going on. But also it's the emotional moments that kept me interested in it, though, because I would say this was uh, a, a, in general, one of the less eventful episodes that happened um, during the season. Hmm. Um, I would say there was some later on that were like, yeah, like, um, but this one here, it wasn't as eventful, but it had all these emotional beats. It had, like you said, the thriller sort of horror moments, and it had Brita throwing a monkey wrench into things. But hmm. um, so, I mean, what what pretty much catalyzes uh, the rest of the emotional moments? Is Edith ends up diagnosing Millie Brady's character, Ethelfled, um, Queen of Mercia here. With, I think it's breast cancer. I think it is, yeah. Because <clears throat> she yeah. finds a lump on her breast. Um, and, and she and says it, something like, there have been others, but they went away. Yeah. You know, and it's like, ah. Oh. And it, it looked like more of a, like, a sore. So I don't know if it was just a tumor, like, that we were seeing um, coming out there. or or. But I think it was breast cancer. Um, they don't yeah. They don't have a diagnosis back then for what it is. But, but it's definitely canker, which is what Edith refers to it as, canker. Yeah. Canker. You have canker. Dang. And she like, tells her, like, Dang. you're not going to make it another spring. This and... was a shocking moment. This was, yeah. like, uh, I didn't yeah. expect, you know, this from Ethel Flood. She's always, I don't know. She's, she is still so strong because she masks the way she's feeling in front of everybody else. Because everybody else is like, when they hear this news, like, Finn and later will hear this news. And he's like, but I just saw her. She looked great. Yeah. And, Edith is like, that's how strong she is. She's like using all her strength to not let people see. Very Alfredy is what I was thinking. Yes. This is, you know, when Alfred was uh, yes. dying, um, he had some sort of bowel disease that was killing him. Um, we, I think they think it was Crohn's um, is what he had. Mm -hmm. And he just he still kept putting on the mail. He kept riding out. He kept, you know, motivating the men and, and mm. doing his kingly stuff, even though he's just shitting his guts out. So, I mean, it's it was crazy. very Alfred. And she's she's very noble, too. Um, you know. I like to like as soon as so, so first of all, she's all she's like, well, you can fix it. Right. And he's like, uh, and she's like, you can curtail it. And he's just like, I'm sorry, it's just too late. It's too. You know, it's just it's not going to work. And so at that moment, when Ethel Flood realizes that it's she is going to die at some point here coming up. She is just immediately like, time to go to work. Hmm. She's just like, I must attend to urgent matters. And she starts thinking about who's going to take my spot when I die. All this stuff. Right. Yeah. And she starts, <clears throat> that's where her mind goes. As soon as she hears, hey, you're going to die soon. Time to go to work. Let's hmm. go. And it's like, dang, dang, Ethelflaed. That's strength. You know, that's, Al that's yeah. Alfred. That's Alfred. Another great, great moment from this was Aylesworth when she hears the news that um, yeah. she's she's terminal. She's just like starts. She's she's just sad and she starts like freaking out. Edith because like now her daughter's gonna die. It was just I mean it was a great emotional moment with her. Um, and then like what you said too um, when Edith then because Uhtred ends up going to Ethelfled about mm -hmm. hey we need to go back. And we need to go take Everwitch back um, because one, my daughter's there Two, Brita castrated my son, Uhtred. Um, and another two, that was a great moment too. Um, as far as just Uhtred looking on his son and just being emotional and, and, and just like, like, how am I going to tell him he's not a man anymore? Um, right. Right. And just, you know, it was, it was just, it was just so many yeah, like, emotions. Like he's beats. still, he's still your son. Yeah, she says to him, and Edith, Edith is, is just there for people this season. Yeah, she's just she's, there. She's she's physical she's and a, emotional support. This emotional season. support character. <laughs> he goes then to Ethelfled. Uh, Utra does, and he asks for the men of Rumkova and Mercia, so <laughs> they can go take back Everwich. And mm. because Ethelfled knows she is going to die, though. She knows that when she dies, there's going to be some turnover in Mercy. If you remember, before she became queen, after 
um, Ethel Red died, her husband, mm-hmm. um, there was a big turnover in Mercia. The elder men were greedy. They were trying to get yeah. things to happen. This is a concern. Yeah. Edward Edward threw some stuff into the mix. Um, they made Uhtred, you know, leader for a bit. And uh, yeah. there was crazy situations in Mercia. It was so she's like, crazy shit is going to go down. I need my men in Mercia. I need my men here at mm-hmm. Rumkova defending our border between um, them and us, um, you know, the, the river here. So she's like, I can't, you know, that, that's yeah. what she doesn't say this, but that's no, why. And that's she what she just says. I cannot. She's like, I can't. And Uhtred is just, you know, heartbreaking like, because he still loves this woman. And he's, he's like, what? Yeah. Because this is, this is not a trivial thing. This is freaking family. Yeah. And Uhtred and, you know, Ethelflaed have that bond. They're not together. They can't be official, but, you know, and, and not that Ethelflaed has any direct connection with Steora at all, mm. but she loves Uhtred. Mm. And this is Uhtred's family. Yeah. You know, so Uhtred is crushed and like, not just crushed, shocked, absolutely like dumbfounded that Ethelflaed could possibly say no to, to this request. Mm-hmm. And she can't give him the reason and the reason she says later is because he can't be divided. Like he can't be thinking about this while he's fight, trying to get Stayora back. And that's why Edith ends up telling Finn because he's like, she's like, you, like, you got to understand why this, this, like she's being kind of shitty right now. Um, and, uh, but you can't tell Uhtred because if it's got oh. that on the back of his mind, then you guys, because they decide then to take their group and do what they can to take back Efferwich. Right, because um, because they're not getting anybody. They're getting a dozen men. Yeah, they're getting a dozen. Ethel Flood did agree, I think, to give a dozen men. Maybe that's more than she would have given before Uhtred pleaded, you know. But still, it's like nothing to try to take Ethelwich back with. That's like nothing. Yeah. So she tells Finn because she's like, someone's got to understand why this is going on, you know, um, to maybe help reassure Uhtred and just keep him keep him going. But Adre, too, just when he's like, my daughter, like to her, yeah. um, it was such an emotional <clears throat> moment there. And, you know, you we understand why Ethel Fled is saying no. I mean, I'm still just like, mm, can't, like, like can we just make just, it quick, though? Can we like, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty powerful moment. Like- and then he even turns around. And he's just like, you are more like your father than, yeah. uh, you know, than than you ever were. Like you've changed. You become more like your father. Like, well, you and, haven't changed at all he's like i'm cool i'm still cool i'm just <laughs> um and it's true she's changed like her father unfortunately in the health aspect as well you know yeah it's just and it's so sad to see this and to hear that uh, she's got a terminal illness is like super sad um i like the line ethel flood has at one point when she's talking to bishop benedict um bishop benedict says this news is unbearable and Ethel Flood's immediate response to that is, but yet we shall bear it. Yeah, it was pretty which sweet. was like, like, that's an Alfred, you know, it's Ethel Flood's line, but that's something that she learned from her father, that strength. So strong. Ethel Flood is so strong. It's crazy. So they decide to, to ride off. During this time, too, King Edward has heard that Efferwich was taken by Brita. Um, and, and they are still like formally allies with mm-hmm. Citrigear. Mm-hmm. So, um, he gets the news from Pure League, who, like we said in the last episode is, is acting pretty much now as his, um, his main advisor. Um, right. And you can tell generally Ethelhelm, I would say these episodes and then, uh, you know, the rest of the time we see him advising the King, uh, it just seems really just sort of flustered this season he's he's like yeah. behind the curve it feels like most of the time instead he's not of, used to being rejected by edward like last yeah. season he was edward was basically his puppet a lot yeah. of the time and yeah like last season i would say Ethelhelm was pretty much in control m- the most of the time so like he's you can tell like he's very he's uh, agitated by this and and it's um it's it's aggravating so but he ends up he ends up trying to like throw some some other info and his ears like maybe they're teaming up maybe this is what they want and he's like nah i don't think so let's let's send some men to go see and let's because he just assumes that ethel is going to send her men to run coma cova there right 
he just assumes because he's like, yeah, of course she would. Um, it's right there. There are allies. Um, she's in the area. Let's do it. Right. So he sends Purlig out. Purlig actually in a group of men end up running into Citrigir in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and they end up then meeting up with Uhtred and gang. Yeah. And and when they show up though with Pure League and Sick Trigger, Sick Trigger is just like, so what's the deal? And Pure League is like, yeah, you know, everything, you know, according to your policy, we're doing all, we're sending men, uh, you know, the border towns are going to raise men and Sick Trigger is just like, good, you know, because that's what he wanted. That's what he needs. Yeah, that's what he expects. Yeah. You know, this is before that Uhtred and, and the gang meet up with them, you know. Yes. There's also, by the way, just a cool shot at one point of Citrigger standing on the cliff side. Yeah. Him wandering through the woods was pretty sweet. That yes. was a pretty sweet moment. I like this, like, sort of rogue Citrigger guy here. Like, he's, like, plotting in his head. You can tell how is he going to get this back? How is he? Mm. Earlier in the episode, too, um, Uhtred kind of put it, put it in his head together what was going on with Brita. Because... I think Osforth had come back saying Breda's like nowhere to be found in these in the surrounding area. And Aldhelm is the one who's coming back with the news. And Uhtred is just like, she's taken F of which hasn't she or something like that. Mm-hmm. Aldhelm is like, how did you know? And Uhtred's like, she's going after my bloodline. Um, so he, he put it in his head once he heard Breda wasn't around here, what she was doing. Yeah. You know, and uh, he immediately like starts to get men gathered. Anyway, that was back. Now we're at the point where Sig Trigger had found Pure League. And I love, I love the part when Uhtred's gang comes in because Pure League, Pure League's peeing against a tree. Oh, yeah. And, and all of a sudden there's a sword. And I think Mark Rowley does something with his voice. So you can't tell it's him right away. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely like, didn't sound like Finnan. He's like, die, priest. <laughs> <laughs> And um, Pure League like turns around and it's Finnan. Yeah. And Finnan's like, oh, you dribble a little bit. <laughs> Pure League's like, it's holy water. Yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing. It's holy water. I love Pure League. Because, uh, yeah. you know, he's so he's devout with his religion, you know, but he's he's also just like he, he makes fun of things. He has humor. He goes back and forth. He, you know, that was a hilarious moment right there. Um Maybe maybe my best bro moment. I don't know. I think I, it's mine. I think also that's... also a point we've missed um, when when Edith was talking to Finnan. That's important. Mm-hmm. Is Finnan is like I have never lied to Uhtred. You're asking me to not oh, tell him about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And and she's like I have never lied to him. Mm-hmm. And she's like it'll only be for a short time. Please, you know, we can't distract him from this. And then you can tell him after. And you can tell that's just like a weight on Finnan. Like, how this is my best friend. This is my slaves together, man. We are slaves together, and I'm gonna like not tell him. But I think he agrees that like this would only serve to, you know, he's focused on this. And when Uhtred's focused on something, he's probably gonna achieve it. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. This would just throw him off right now. Yeah. Um, throw off his game. So they they meet up. Citrigir's upset that Uhtred and gang are all that's there. Um, and they're like, yeah, no one else is coming because Ethelflaed doesn't want them to. Right. And, and he's just looking like, uh, so you guys really are my allies then. And this, this sort of seems like it's putting some doubt in his mind then about this. You know, when he was yeah. pretty convinced, you know, even in the first episode, he's like, Christian and Dane, yeah, let's go to death yeah. together. You know, like exactly. I'm, I'm about the new ways. You, you guys saw season four, right? I'm about the new ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, Pure League is also like, but I was told that everybody was, you know, I was gonna tell everyone was coming. Everyone was coming. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just a messenger. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Just and we know now why the men in the town did not rise up is because earlier there's a scene with Ethelhelm and Brazel, mm. and Ethelhelm basically says to Brazel go and make sure the towns to tell them King Edward said no one is to join yeah the taking of Ethelwich Ethelhelm is such um, a dick I know that's just <laughs> I know so he gives him that and he, and, and I felt like how Brezel's like so you don't want me to kill Ethelstan now then or what's the deal <laughs> and he's like no do this first and then you can kill the bastard okay good <laughs> oh okay okay all right fine I mean, let me change that order on my list. All here. right. I need clarification. I need. Clarification. Yes. 
they end up that like deciding or I think it's Citrigear who comes up with a plan then that they can infiltrate mm. the town with the the small group that they have because they're all filled with doubt. They're like, "There's no way we can take Effowich with this yeah. many men." Uh, but and there's Citrigear's like, "There is. There might be a way. There's a way. There's one way in." And the Romans, who had better technology than the Saxons and the Danes <laughs> do now, which is which is historically true. It's it's just crazy to think about that. Yeah, there was a society that had better roads and buildings, sewage, heated floors, you know, that's something. Um, And they're like, we're going to go through the sewers. So they go through like the swamp and they start going into the sewers then um, to make it in the Efferwich. And uh, that's where we last see them before the ending of the episode with Brita. Finn is is like, "Um, Lord, it's a bad idea. (laughs) This is a bad idea, Lord. Romans and ghosts ghosts does Uhtred say something like we become a turd or something like, yeah we'll take the path of the turd take the path of the turd something <laughs> but i mean I'm, i was thinking about that, like it's probably been like hundreds of years since the, it's been, it has been hundreds of years since the romans left so i'd imagine it's not poopy water anymore like it's like it's probably all flowed out it's it's degraded it's just water now at this point you know what i mean i i still would be careful going in there you know i'd, I'd be washing my feet I'd be making sure I'm dry. Yeah. Uhtred but. gets out first. He wanted to go first so he could get the towels out on the other side. <laughs> yeah. He'd be the first one to use the towel. Here you go. Here you go. Yeah, they just have the hose for their feet and legs. And they're all just <laughs> like when you're a kid, even playing in the mud or no, on the beach, on the beach. The yeah, when you go to the, the fountain thingy after you're, yep. like your sandy toes. All right. Is everybody clean? clean? Okay. And there's always someone. There's always someone that after you get clean, they walk right back in the sand uh, with their now wet feet, which attracts even more sand than before. And like, this is why I got to go beach. back. That's why I don't like going to the beach. And you know, Ethelstan was that one in that group that like, as mm-hmm. soon as they got out and like, they need to be clean. Like he stepped in like a pile of poop and there was like, come, right. come on. <laughs> so that's where their story ends though here. And then we get the Brita and um, that moment there to end the episodes. Um, Another yeah. um, big thing that happens, though, there is Edward ends up having this. And this is a hilarious moment, too, which is kind of like why I like this episode. It felt it felt like like some old last kingdom where there's just yeah. some like quick, funny moment that just happens. And like there's these like two two guys. We have no idea who they are. They start like coming up and it was like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> He's like, I can't. Nope, I just I just can't. I nope. can't. I can't today, guys. Guys, do, uh, it's not today. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is. Uh, go ahead and pronounce this name, Steve. Is it Agatha? No, it's not Agatha. What is it? Iadgifu. Oh, I, well, that's a good thing you got it. I when I uh, listened, they, I was like, "Oh, Agatha." All right, yeah. No, and you like pronounce this name? I was like, "I could do this all day, Agatha." <laughs> it's E A D G I F U. F me. F you. F me? It's, a, it's like that song. E A D G I F U and your two and your dog Ethelhelm and your Ethelhelm. She has come from Kent. I'm fond and, of Kent. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they have this memory of uh, when he was a kid. You know, he took so, her horse. Yeah, she didn't like it, and you can tell he's smitten with her. He's smitten. He is smitten at a win. Smitten at a win. Smitten at a win. Smitten at a win. That's our new hit single, Smitten at a win, coming out. A D A F F U. Score near you. Smitten at a win. Smitten at a win. A D G I F U. And your mom. And your baby. And your town. And your F win. And Kent. And Kent. You're such a Kent. And your horse. Horse. It's our new hit song. New hit song. Screen Chronicles now. Smitten at a win. at a win. I love that. E-D-F-U. All in right. parentheses. A-D-F-U. E-D-A-D-G-I-F-U. Yes. That's, that would be in the parentheses part of the song. Edward does the horizontal tango with her that night. Ethelhelm like, tries to get rid of her because he's like, all right, this happens all off. the time. Let's pay her off. And she's like, I'm staying. I like it. Oh, I love the line, too, where she's like, what if I refuse? He's like, I don't know. That never happens. <laughs> He's like, I really don't even know. I don't know. That is, I think, everything of uh, mm-hmm. season five. Colby. 
your favorite moment from the episode? What was your favorite moment? I think I told you mine already. Yeah, mine mine has to be the same as yours. Sig Trigger fighting those men off, throwing the sword, grabbing the spear, just holding his own for so long when he really had no business being outnumbered like that. That just shows how awesome he is. Yeah. And I would say just yeah. to even the stuff after that, like you said, the priest wailing on him, he just, he just, just taking it. And then Brita th- threatening to like kill him. And he's just like, do it. Yeah. That whole Go thing. But then another big favorite moment too, is when the girl grabs Rongvold's hand. I thought that was that such, was, that was such awesome. a intense and like uh, shocking moment. Um, it would have been my favorite moment if they then went and killed him. Like, yeah, it, like, because like at the moment, it was just like, oh, shit, because you are thinking, like we said, like, you're I'm the guy that took the town. I'm the guy that just like would have killed his brother for you. Like, I, mm-hmm. and like, and then if she would have went around and just been like, well, daughter grabbed your hand, you've got to die. Like, that <laughs> that would have then sealed the deal for me. But but like it's it was definitely then just all the citric gear moments, like I said, um, totally, totally. So that's your, you, we talked about your favorite moment. Yes. Uh, what was your favorite bro moment from this episode? Favorite bro moment. Um, I would have to say the, um, um, it would probably be either Utrecht when he's like sort of comforting Citrigir when Citrigir is mm-hmm. like freaking out. He's like, I'm not leaving Siora there. Like, he's like, I'm like, it's my wife. Like, I'm not, I'm not just giving up. Like I'm going in. Yeah. Um, and then Utrid sort of comforting him. And I think like too, like, I think that's like what every dad wants to hear from like their their daughter's boyfriend or husband or whatever. Just like he's just like, Yeah, you're, you're a good one. You're a good there's one. one point where he screams at one point and he's like, I will not let my wife die trapped like a rat, mm-hmm. or something like that, you know. And it's just like, ooh, Sig Trigger angry. Um <laughs> ooh, such a good mad. He's got a great scream. My favorite bro moment would have to be when Finnan has the sword to the back of Pure League and they have that moment. Uh, you know, it's a funny moment. Yeah, it's not that like was, I'll let you take that moment. one and I'm going to take uh, Citrigir and Uhtred then. Great. But uh, those were both great moments. Yeah. And I, I forgot about that one. That was that was funny. They're always so when they see each other, it's like this is a friend I haven't seen. It's like when yeah. you and I see each other for the first time in person after a long time. Yeah, it, it really like, is. <laughs> really, Like even like, like at Tenton Hall when they saw Pure League. And there were, yeah. I think they, they had some jibes then. Um, yeah, then, they were like, so happy oh, to see him. Who's that bald priest? And, and he made fun of them or something. Like, I, uh, I, I, I they just that. pick up right where they left yep. off. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. There's another moment real quick I want to touch on earlier in the episode when Ethelstan is asked by Uhtred, are you ready to join this fight to take back Effowich? He basically he says, yeah. And he says, like, and, you know, I'll tell you the truth. I'll just say what's the truth. I am no one. Ethelstan says. Yeah. Because that's how he kind of looks at himself. He looked Osfirth was also the son of a, the king. Yeah. And and nothing happened with him. You know? So I think Ethelstan is just under the impression right now that like, yes, Utra does protect me. You know, I'm still young, but I still don't think I'm ever gonna become king. Yeah. I'm just gonna be with Utrid and his gang forever and you know, become a cool warrior, I think is what Ethelstan's brain his mindset is right now because like the truth is i'm no one you know i, I know one. who i'm supposed to be but i'm i'm no one yeah so so but utrid utrid is still very protective and he says like look you're coming with us but if there's the first sign of danger in this battle <laughs> in this battle you run with <laughs> battle people die in the battle, if there's anything dangerous, no. But he basically says, if if things go go south, you head yeah. north. You head. You just go. You go uh, north. Don't even worry. You save because yourself. If things are going south. You got to go north, right, Colby? You can go more south sometimes. Because once you get to the other side of the earth, you start going north. If you go south enough. Oh Jesus, Jesus! That was <laughs> that was a wild episode. And then just some wild, some wild trip we went on there. 
<laughs> Thank you all for for watching yes. and or listening to this this amazing podcast we did. If you enjoyed <laughs> if you enjoyed this, um, make sure to check out our previous season recaps. We also went uh, in a similar set, uh, fashion that we're doing with season five here. We went episode by episode for season four, so you can check those out. Um, we had an Arsling Awards where we sort of give like our final thoughts about the full season two. Um, and then we also did all the other seasons of Last Kingdom all together. So seasons mm-hmm. one, two, and three, I, we split them out up into a few parts or two parts for the first two seasons and three parts for the third. Um, so check all of those out too. watch, listen to our recaps, our favorite bro moments from each episode. And, and we have plenty more talks from cast and crew from the Last Kingdom coming your way so make sure you are subscribed you're following um you are you know don't like stay don't follow me like home or anything though um but on on social media components you can follow the screen chronicles um yes you are up to date you know what's going on and let us know what you thought of the episode down below in the comments let us i mean a lot of you already are and we love to hear things if we missed anything let us know um i love to hear different insight too because um maybe some people look at things a slightly different way than we look at them it's always fun to see when someone's like i thought this was the best moment and like, it's like it, it, sometimes yeah yeah sometimes it's people like, like they say it nice and they're like ah this was actually my favorite moment guys and sometimes like you guys missed the mark like this is the best <laughs> this is the best moment this is the best moment from the episode you guys hey, are fools hey, you guys don't have to be aggressive we'll uh <laughs> but you can but you can be like it, it doesn't bother us we like it we like we like the aggressiveness. In fact, this episode, we want you to be mean to us. Yes. So go ahead and, and tell us your thoughts, but do it in a slightly insulting way. Yeah. Mean comments only, please. <laughs> it's like we always say. Goodbye. Goodbye. Destiny, Destiny is all. It's all.